the truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the truth. He's a person. And he is the only way to God in heaven. There's no other religion or deity or you cannot be good enough to go to heaven. Has everyone got that? That took me a while to get that. I thought you had to be good and you get everything right. And by the way, when you become a Christian, you become a better person. But you can't become a Christian by being a good person because Jesus has done it all on the cross for us. And uh, Jesus was in heaven. He came to earth. He was born through the Virgin Mary. And then he lived 30 years on earth. And there's not much said about his life. But then he got water baptized. And the power of the Holy Spirit came upon him after he got water baptized. And can I tell you, those people who are going to get water baptized today, pray that the Holy Spirit's going to fall upon you and you're going to speak in a new heavenly language when you come up out of that water. When Jesus came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove, which was awesome. And then Jesus started doing all this incredible teaching and preaching and doing great miracles and teaching the disciples. But then he ends up dying on a cross as a sinner would die on a cross. Yet the Bible says in Hebrews... He was tempted in every way, but he was without sin. So he was perfect, but he's dying on a cross. And he died on that cross for you and I, for the punishment of our sins. And when he died, he was separated from God so that we don't have to be separated from God. Isn't that awesome? And he led the most perfect life anyone could lead. He's done all the hard work. He took the punishment on the cross And if we receive Jesus into our life, he makes us right before the Father. And the Bible says that we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then he reveals the plans that he's got for our lives, which is very exciting. So I'm going to give that opportunity then to receive Jesus into your life. You know, we serve one God, and that word for one is ekad. Did you know that, Tim? No, you heard it before. And it means like one. Like one team. You know Penrith? Rugby team? Shouldn't mention that right now, should I? (laughs) And uh, there's one team, but there's 13 players. With God, there is one God, but there are three divine persons in the Godhead, which is called the Trinity. And there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says these three are one, which is like one team. Does that make sense? Because that used to be very confusing for me. So there was the, in heaven is the Father, and then Jesus, after he died, he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and he's seated at the right hand of the throne, so he's in heaven. And then just before he left to go to heaven, this is what he said in John 14, 16, and it says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. That word for uh, another means another of the same kind. So Jesus said, I'm going to go to heaven. and uh, But I am going to send somebody just like me, the Holy Spirit. And what was Jesus like? The Bible says that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Isn't that awesome? So the Holy Spirit is exactly like Jesus. What Jesus did on earth, the Holy Spirit does on earth. And the Bible says just then that he is in us and he is with us. So we've got God in us and we've got God 
with us, which is very exciting. And he is omnipresent. He's not just here. He's actually at Oxford Falls right now, and he's at Parramatta, and he's at all the other C3 churches. He can be everywhere at once, and he knows everything. So we should be in connection with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows everything, and most of us have got something that we need help with right now, and if we disconnect ourselves from God, we're disconnecting ourselves from somebody who knows what? Everything. And so for me, you know, Kate was talking about that time when everything was going wrong in our lives and she had one more thing going wrong in her life. She was married to me. And, uh, oh, Tim goes, oh, isn't he not? And uh, we just learned to pray and then we just learned to wait on the Holy Spirit. So just say Tim has something to say with me, but I'm just talking all the time and I'm rushing up and down and just say, Tim, is the Holy Spirit... Don't write to Pastor Phil and say that. But, and, and I get up in the morning and the Holy Spirit, this is my lounge room where I pray and I just decide not to pray. And there's God right there, has got all the answers, is waiting for Richard Forsyth to be still, which is pretty hard. And, but I just walk straight, I just rush. And I'm telling you, we do live in a, a very fast place city and expensive and all that sort of thing. But I'm telling you what, God has got all the answers. And we've got to, the Bible says, come and be still before the Lord. And for me, you've, I've got to sit down and close my eyes. And I tell you what, I start hearing and sensing God's voice when I actually stop. And I'm talking to myself. As much as I'm talking to you right now, you have got to stop. You'll drive yourself crazy. You'll drive everyone else crazy around you. Just stop and be still before God. Habakkuk says, I'll stop and I'll wait to see what God is going to say to me. To see what I'm going to see, what he's, he is going to say to me. And what I will do when I am corrected. So if you don't remember anything else from what I say, just remember that you're going to go and find a quiet place each day. And spend time in prayer. And spend time... Actually, on the Connect website, I put a list on, on, on how to do all this. Um, just waiting on God and seeing what he's got to say to you. Every day of your life, he's got something to say to you. Isn't that awesome? But uh, we can just rush straight past or we can go, I'm going to get up a little bit earlier or I'm going to pray at lunchtime and I'm just going to listen to what God's got to say to me. Isn't that awesome? It's Very, very exciting. And life then is very exciting. But before we did that, life was not exciting, was it? It was really, really bad. And, uh, but God, we found, has got the answer for everything. So when we spend that time with God, there we, sense, we start to sense freedom in our lives. Where we were bound up and evil things were happening in our lives and bad, we just found freedom started to come. Wisdom. Does anyone need wisdom? The Bible says that he will give you wisdom liberally and without reproach, but whatever you've got to do, you've got to ask. And he will give the Holy Spirit. He'll give you favor. I work two days a week in Big W's head office, and if you've read the newspaper, we've had a lot of changes in the last five years, but I'm still there working two days a week. But as I come up to that building, I ask the Holy Spirit for favour. And I just prophesy that I have favour from the top of that building to the bottom of that building, and the Holy Spirit will give you favour. He'll give you ideas. The Holy Spirit will give you energy. Does anyone need energy? Well, I get out of... Frankie doesn't need energy. She's right. 
She can pray for all of us afterwards. <laughs> and uh, God wants to give you energy. So I get up in the morning and I just feel like not getting up, but I walk up in the lounge room and then I start sp- speaking in the new heavenly language in tongues. And then I get excited and I get energy. And uh, God wants to give you energy. You know, I think it's in 1 Corinthians 14, the Bible says when you pray in that new heavenly language, that you get edified, and another version says you get charged up like a battery. So if your battery or your spirit is on, on the red, you know, on your phone, you've got the red and the green. If your spirit's on the red, you need to spend time with God. And get your spirit into the green. Can I tell you, when your spirit's in the green, all these other things start happening. You get freedom. You get wisdom. You get favor. You get energy. The Holy Spirit is your helper. And I believe there was a better preacher than me last week who talked about being the Holy Spirit is your comforter. Which I didn't have on the list, Phil, until I spoke to you earlier. The Holy Spirit's your comforter. With the stuff that happens in our lives that you just sometimes you've just got no explanation, the Holy Spirit can come along beside you and comfort you as well. He transforms your life. He brings excitement into your life. Our life was pretty dull when we had all these problems. We had all those problems. We had two cars in the driveway, one without an engine, one with, that didn't work. Not, just not one thing was working in our life. But like Kate said, everything started to turn around. We started to honour God. We started to pray. He brings healing. Kate got healed. And uh, we had a, a beautiful baby girl and a baby boy that was, the, for three medical reasons, we were told we could never have children. And he brings the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So you, we have a choice. And I wasn't going to do this, but like, we have a choice to spend time with God or not. We have a choice to slow down. Slow down. And when I slow down my breathing, I relax. And when I relax, I close my eyes. And then I try and sense what God's saying to me. That's all you remember. Don't ring Tim up and think, say, I believe you're God, but uh, spend time. Where, just think about it while I'm talking. Where is that place going to be? For me, it's my lounge room. Sometimes it's our bedroom. Sometimes I will, if I've got a problem, I will go to the printer in our bedroom, get an empty bit of paper, and I'll put it on our dressing table, and I'll stay in that room until I start getting answers I'm not, and I just start I just write one little thing but one little thing 15 minutes later will lead to something else which will lead to something else and you go oh I should ring so-and-so or, or whatever and you get an answer and you come out of that room and you go thank you Jesus but it's a fight and uh, we've got to fight to appropriate what God has already given us so number one we've got the spirit of truth who is the Holy Spirit he guides us so John chapter 16 and verse 13 says, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So I really believe the Holy Spirit leads us to the truth, and the truth is Jesus. And uh, there was many times before I was a Christian, the Holy Spirit was guiding me to people and they would say, come to church. And I'd say, get lost. And, and, and I would say, and I even said that to Kate. And I said to Kate, she said, I'm going to church. And I said, no, I'm not going to come. Might have said something else in those days. And, uh, but in the middle of the night, well, it was about 2 o'clock in the morning, I was at a, a bar drinking tequila slammers. And um, 
And I just, the whole of the spirit of truth touched me. And I just suddenly got excited. It was a bit surreal because I was with all my friends. I'd known a lot of them for 15 years or more. And we used to do a whole lot of motorsport and a whole lot of things. I, you know, you thought it was exciting, but it wasn't. It was just like, it was their same derogatory remarks about women, talking about alcohol. Just It was just like, and um, there's got, and I suddenly thought, there's got to be more to life than this. And Kate, like about six hours before, had invited me to church. Now, I'm going to go to church tomorrow. And the Holy Spirit had spoken to me, and he guided me to church. And then Kate became a Christian the next day, and I was so excited for her, but I didn't understand what she was doing. And then two weeks later, I became a Christian, and I sort of didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I, I had to change my life. And Jesus came into my life and transformed my life. So the Holy Spirit will guide us to Jesus. You know, the Holy Spirit will guide us in everyday life. Those little things that you are bugging you right now, God has got answers for them. I've got a revelation because I've spoken a couple of times on this and a few other things. And just The Holy Spirit knows everything, absolutely everything. Now, where's Steve and Sarah Brown right now? In France. Well, I'm not going to talk about them if they're there. But years ago, they were in our connect group. And uh, Steve has got a little prophetic, he's got a prophetic thing on him. He just sees stuff and he'll, we had a, we're in our lounge room and it was a connect group and Steve was standing right there and we finished praying and then Steve just goes, I think we should pray for Richard. And I said, amen. And, uh, and he prayed this prayer and he was very direct and he goes, and part of it was, I pray that uh, all the things that Richard's doing, that you bring someone to help him, Lord. And then he said, amen. And then we finished. And there was a lady standing next to me. It was her first time in Connect Group ever, or our Connect Group anyway. And her name's Sharina. And uh, she said, what do you need help with? And I told, gave her a list of some of the things. And one of them was, I said, um, Kate and I are involved in helping a charity in Sri Lanka called Child Action Lanka. We need to get tax deductibility for vision builders. And... The paperwork has been sitting on the edge of my desk probably for three months and every time I look at it, I feel sick because I just don't understand legal jargon and, uh, um, and it just gets pushed a little bit further towards the edge of my desk and it's nearly off the edge of the desk. She goes, I'm a lawyer and I'm not working at the moment. She said, I'll come to your office tomorrow. And I'm just going, yes. And she came to the office and if I'm honest, I thought... I will, we'll get on the phone, hook up with the guys in Sri Lanka and we'll probably spend three hours talking about legal things. I got a little bit down about that, and, uh, but I thought, no, this will work. But within five minutes, these two were just chatting away and I snuck out of the room and the next three hours, they, <laughs> they filled in all the paperwork and now we've got tax deductibility. Um, we've raised millions of dollars. It's tax deductible in America and England and all over the place and millions of dollars have been raised. But... Can I just tell you, the answers, most of the answers for our lives are, I'm going to talk in a minute about the Word of God, but they're in other people. Most of the answers, and if we isolate ourselves and we just stay away from other people, I believe that we're staying away from 90% of the answers. God's wisdom in other people, God's prophecy in other people. I can tell you times in connect groups, people have prophesied over us and we've come out of it going, oh, there's some hope. And that's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, speaking some truth about our future. So get Steve Brown in your connect group and everything will go well for you. <laughs> so God, 
has answers in everyday life for us. Number two, the Holy Spirit guides us through the Word of God, which really is Jesus in written form. So the whole of the John chapter 17 and verse 17 says, Sanctify them in the truth, your word is truth. I said to my wife yesterday, I said, Where's that scripture about the word is truth? And she just goes, Bing, John 17, 17. Isn't that annoying? No, no, no. You work together. But can I tell you how she knows the Bible? When she was really sick, she just read the Bible nonstop. Nonstop. Read the Bible. She found out that the Bible is living. It's active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. And uh, that's how her life and healing turned around. So your word is truth. Who is the word? Jesus is also known as the word. But in the Bible, he will tell us what is right and what is wrong for our life and start giving us direction for our for our lives which is very exciting so the word has got power in it the opposite to the truth is lies and the devil the bible says is an evil spirit and he's the father of all lies and even right from the beginning in genesis uh, god spoke to eve and uh, and it said something to eve and then immediately the devil came along did god actually say Did God really say? And that's what happens when we read the Bible. Doubt can come straight away and come land in our heads and we can start doubting the Word of God. And I remember years ago just going, I'm going to believe that this is the Word of God and I believe it's real. And I believe that when I believe it, it's got power in it and it will change our lives. And so... As a pastor, what do I do? I direct people to the Word of God because the Word of God has got answers in it. So I remember the first time I went to a um, pastoral visit and I was walking confidently up the driveway. Yep, I know what I'm doing. And I get into the house and there's all hell had broken loose in that house. And uh, there was two kids just screaming. The television was on, just really noise, like just flat out. And the husband and wife... And I was, you know, just walking in, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And then I go, ooh, I don't know what I'm doing. And um, so I went and calmed the kids down. I turned the television down and I got the couple apart and I sat one there and I sat the other one there. And I'm still going, God, what, what do I do next? Like, what do I do? <laughs> and, um, and unfortunately, I was taking my Bible and, and I just suddenly said, the Spirit of Truth spoke to me Asked them if they've read, if they've prayed. I said, "Have you guys prayed today?" And I said, "Nope." And felt like saying, "I can tell that." And uh, and then I said, "Have you read the Bible?" And uh, they go, "No." And I said, "Well, what's the date today?" And like they've just been angry at each other. And I'm asking them what the date is. And they said, uh, "The fifteenth." And I said, "Okay." There's a book in the Bible called Proverbs, and there's 31 books in it, and it's full of wisdom. It's got God's wisdom in it. And if you don't know anything about the Bible, just read Proverbs to begin with and we'll help you with the rest later on. So I remember opening this Bible. And as I opened it to Proverbs 15, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, fell in that room. And my faith went from down here to feeling like I knew what I was doing. My confidence went up. And uh, I started reading it. I said, I'm going to read the whole chapter. And you could see them going, all right. (laughs) And the first verse says, a soft answer turns away wrath. Does that mean anything to you guys? 
But a harsh word stirs up anger. And the reason they were having so much problem is was they were chasing money, and money was their God. And then it says in verse 6, In the house of the righteous there is much treasure, but in the revenue of the wicked there is trouble. And then there was some scriptures about discipline, and I talked to them about their children and how to discipline the children. Then it says in verse 16, Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. And then it says in verse 22, plans go, without counsel, plans go wrong. But in multitude of counsellors, and we told them to get counsel and help, but they hadn't, they hadn't done it. And then, can you imagine this? I was reading this out, one verse after another. But the Holy Spirit falls on the Word of God. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit falls on the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit just brings things to life and gives us rhema and revelation of the Word of God. And you go, Wow. And I get excited. And then he probably didn't get excited. Verse 27, he who is greedy for gain troubles his own house. And this guy had been greedy and it was trouble. I said, what would happen if you'd read that scripture today? And he goes, you wouldn't be here. So the Bible has got answers for every area of our life. And let me tell you, the Bible has spoken to me like that as well. It's not just to, to that, about that situation. So God has, will speak to us with the Holy Spirit through either the unction of the Holy Spirit or Stephen Brown coming and talking to you or through the Word of God. But we can hear, you know, go, oh, God spoke to me. But we've actually got to do what God says for there to be any freedom. In John 8, 31 to 32, it's, then it says, Then Jesus said, to the Jews who believed him. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So we can know what we should do, but we've actually got to do it. Uh, Dr. Yongi Cho, who runs the biggest church in the world, if he says something, you should listen. And he says, pray, listen, and obey. So we can go, oh, I got this in scripture, but did you, have you done it? And uh, there's lots of other scriptures I've got here, but one of them just talks about when you obey the word of God, Jesus said, we will make our home with you. And um, so you will get tested. The word gets tested to see whether we obey the word of God or not. And, you know, in one area of our life, in, our, in finances, we get tested a lot. And uh, Kate would go shopping to the supermarket and she said, they'd always give her too much change. Even if it was five cents, she would go back and give the, the money back. The Pizza Hut guy one night gave us 20 cents too much change. The next day I went back and gave it to him. And, uh, and so we just get, kept on, are we going to be faithful with the small things? And um, then one day we were in church and the Holy Spirit spoke to me through somebody's preaching, Mark Kelsey. And uh, I got convicted that when I was 16, I'd borrowed a friend's father's mechanical tool and never returned it. And I found the letter last night, the letter I wrote to him many years ago. And I wrote a letter and said, I've become a Christian. And years ago, I never returned to this tool. And here's the money. God bless you. Have a great Christmas. And, uh, you know, we'd been given a prophecy by Pastor Phil, in this year, you're going to prosper. But that got tested. And we'd forgotten about that prophecy. But then we got tested. And we gave that money back to that guy. And then exactly 12 months, Pastor Phil prophesied 12 months, we we were very blessed financially. And so God wants us to obey his word. And Kate and I were having coffee one day, and the guy I wrote the letter to 
he walks past the coffee shop. We hardly ever go to this coffee shop, but he walked past. And I hadn't seen him for like 30 years. And I get up and say, hello, Mr. Andrews. Isn't it funny, even though when you're in your 40s, you still call someone Mr. And I said, Mr. Andrews, how are you? And he goes, good. And we chatted. And as he, I went back to sit down with Kate, he said, uh, by the way, I'm going to church now. Now, he is the last person in the world I would have thought would go to church. But isn't like the, on the other side of our obedience, we were blessed, Mr. Andrews was blessed, and I hoped his whole family was blessed because I know the rest of the family. And uh, isn't that amazing what God can do? So we've got the Holy Spirit will guide us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit will guide us for answers in everyday life. Don't isolate yourself from people. Can I really encourage you? I've been going to Connect Group for 30 years now, and so has Kate. And all those people have got answers for my life in those Connect Groups. And uh, you can know the spirit of truth by asking Jesus Christ into, into your life. He can come in and he can make your spirit come alive, like Adam's spirit was alive to God. And you can sense God's direction. Have that wisdom. Have that energy. Have that freedom in your life. Have all these things come into your life. And have the excitement and find out the plans and the purposes that God has got for your life. Because as soon as I knew Jesus and as soon as the, I started waiting on the Holy Spirit, our life honestly was 180 degrees different. And that's what God's got for you. And remember, if you don't remember anything that I've preached today, is just wait on God. Close your eyes. Have a bit of paper in front of you. Turn the television, phone, everything else off and be still before God. So let's just close our eyes right now. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us. We thank you, Jesus, for the power of the Holy Spirit right now. So I'm just wondering if anybody has been away from God and you want to come back, you used to have that spark of God on the inside of you, and that energy's gone, maybe the prayer's gone, maybe the reading the Bible's gone. I'm not going to ask you to come out the front or anything like that, just to lift your hand up slightly in a minute, and you, I'll acknowledge it. And if you've been, if you just don't know who Jesus is, I would like to pray that prayer that I prayed 30 years ago. You can be, ask Jesus into your life. You can be forgiven for all your sins. doesn't matter what you've done. You are forgiven and that you're made right before God. And he's got a plan for this life for you and he's got eternity for you. And then the third person, you just may not know who Jesus is. You may be like me years ago sitting here going, I know I need to do that, but I'm not quite sure. I want you to put your hand up as well. So at the count of three, anybody who doesn't know Jesus, who wants to return to Jesus, or you're just not sure, 